All right, turn with me in your Bibles to Psalms 144. Psalms 144. And verse number one, we're teaching from this subject of enemies of faithful expectancy. Enemies of faithful expectancy. Tonight is lesson number six. Verse number one says, Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teaches my hand to war and my fingers to fight. Enemies of faithful expectancy. Enemy number one is lack of faith. Enemy number two, lack of strength. Enemy number three, lack of understanding. We started talking about that third enemy last week, so let's just pick up uh, there. We know that understanding is important because the Bible says in Proverbs 4 and verse number 7, in all thy getting, what? Get understanding. And so although faith cometh by hearing, according to Romans 10, 17, and hearing by the word of God, hearing is not always understanding. So turn to Matthew chapter number 13. Matthew chapter 13. When I hear the word of God, when I hear the word of God, but lack understanding, then the word which I have received shall be taken away. When I hear the word of God and lack understanding, the word which I have received shall be taken away. Verse 18 says, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and what? And understandeth it not, and understandeth it not. Then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his or her heart. The CEV of verse 18 says, Now listen to the meaning of the story about the farmer. The seeds that fell along the road are the people who hear the message of the, the kingdom, the message of the kingdom. We know when we hear, faith comes. But don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatcheth the message from his or her heart. So I want to give you a principle, and that is understanding creates within our hearts a root system for the Word of God. Understanding creates within our hearts a root system for the Word of God. The Word of God has to be rooted in our hearts. In order for us to be established in the Word, the Word has to be rooted in our heart. Understanding is what creates those roots when I understand the Word of God, not just hearing the Word of God, and we know that we should hear the Word of God because that's how faith comes. But if I don't get that Word rooted in my heart, I can never be established in that Word. And so therefore, uh, when the winds of life begin to blow, when the challenges of life uh, come my way, then it just, it just removes the seed of the Word of God if I lack understanding of that Word. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So what I want to do tonight, I want to pick up and I want to look at four areas, areas where there is perpetual lack of understanding. Four areas where there is perpetual lack of understanding. Number one, the will of God. The will of God. This is an enemy uh, that, that keeps you and I, this enemy of lack of understanding. So these four areas we're going to look at where I, many times believers lack understanding, and so therefore when they lack understanding, they cannot remain steadfast, they cannot remain faithful because they lack understanding. So the first area is the will of God. Turn to Ephesians chapter number 5, 
lack of understanding, lack of understanding, lack of knowledge concerning the will of God, the will of God. It's important that we understand the will of God. Now, when we talk about, so we can just, you know, just simplify when we talk about God's will. When we're talking about God's will, we're talking about what God wants, what God wants, what God desires, what God has purpose. We're talking about God's pleasure when we talk about God's will. God's will is what God wants. Say that. God's will is what God wants. Say it again. God's will is what God wants. His will is what he wants. And so that's, uh, uh, you know, when you, when you see, when you, when you read a person's will, you see what? What they wanted. What they wanted. So God's will is what he wanted. God's will is what he desires. So when we talk about understanding and knowing God's will, we're talking about having an understanding and a knowledge of what God wants, what God wants for you, what God wants for your life, what God wants for every area of your life. So if you look at verse number, uh, verse number 17, it's clear that you and I, we're not going to get very far with God when we lack understanding of his will, understanding of what he wants. Verse 17 says, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what? <laughs> what the will of the Lord is. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. Now, it, it must be, it, it, if you look at that scripture, it has to be obvious to all of us that it is possible to understand what God wants, to understand what the will of the Lord is. He says, be not unwise, but understanding. Be not unwise, understanding. So it takes wisdom to understand what God wants. He says, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So you and I both, we can understand what the will of the Lord is. So God is not just this, you know, this mysterious God with this mysterious will, and we're just kind of lost uh, without being able to understand and know what God wants or what the will of the Lord is. We can know what the will of the Lord is. Amen? Now, let's look at that same passage, but look at it in the, in the message Bible. You can look on the screen. Look what it says. Don't live carelessly or unthinkingly. And that's how we end up living when we don't have the knowledge of the will of God. Carelessly, unthinkingly. Watch this. Make sure you understand what the master wants. So that is. So when we talk about what God wills, we're talking about what God wants. What God wants. God's will is what God wants. Say it again. God's will is what God wants. Say it again. God's will is what God wants. That's what it means when it talks about, talks about his will. Now go to 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 14. 1 John 5 and verse number 14. So what is the will of God? What is the will of God? Uh, the Bible says, I just thought about this scripture. <laughs> um, I think it's Hebrews, Hebrews 10. Oh, you, you're going where you're going, but I'm just thinking out loud. I think it's Hebrews chapter 10, verse, I think, 35, maybe 36. Let me see. Therefore, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great. No, that's not it. Um, yeah, but that's, that's not the one I want. Um, um, uh, patience after you've done. Well, let's read that. I think it's something in there we can get. Yeah. 
uh, go back to 35. Uh, 35, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has what? Great recompense of reward. Come on. For you have need of patience that after you've done the, how you, how you, you going to do it if we can't know it? How are we going to do the will of God if we can't know the will of God? And see, and see, see, he says, for you have need of patience. Put it back up. Watch this. Because now the will of God is what God wants. For you have need of patience that after you've done what God wants, you shall receive the promise. You have need of patience that after you've done what God wants, you shall receive the promise. And a lot of people are trying to receive the promises of God without doing what God wants. Because many times, watch this, many times the promise of God is, is, is what we want. We want to, how many want the promises of God? Don't get so, 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 how many want the promises of God? We all do. I, my hands are, say, I want the promise of God. Watch this. Don't get so consumed with what you want and miss out on what he wants. Because when you become consumed with what you want and not with what he wants, it causes you to forfeit what you want. Amen. But that's another scripture. Maybe you can find it. Um, that I was looking for. That's a good one, but that was another one. Um, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What is that? This is the will of God in Christ. This is the will of God um, in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is the will of God. Just type in, this is the will of God. It'll come up. <laughs> I was sitting up here with all this stuff. <laughs> Just type that in, it'll come up. Now, this, why are you looking for that? Now, you should be in 1 John chapter 5, Verse 14, watch what it says. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, come on, according to his will. Again, I want to I make, make the point that because, you know, if you're not careful, people will tell you, well, you know, you just, just you, you, you can't know what God's will is. You can't know what God's will is. You just have, you know, you're just kind of lost almost in space, not knowing what the will of God is. But he says here, this is the confidence that we have in him. This is confidence that we place in God, that we have in God, that if we ask anything, come on, according to his will. Well, how are you going to ask according to his will if we can't know his will? So again, we can know what his will is. We can know what he wants. If we ask anything according to his will, uh, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know we have the petitions that, that we desired of him. So knowing what God wills, remember God's will is what God wants. Y'all find that other passage before I move on? 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Yeah, and, and this 1 Thessalonians, in everything, what? Give thanks. In everything, give thanks. You see that? In everything. And, and how many things? Everything. And, and that consists of how many things? Okay, in everything. Not for everything, but in it. I'm not thanking him for it, but while I'm in it, I'm thanking him. In everything, give, thank, give thanks. For this is what God wants. 
That's what he wants. That's, that's what he wants. He wants you and I in everything. He wants us to give, give thanks. That's what he wants. That's what his will is. That's a part, of, a part of the will of God. That's a part of the will of God, and a part of the will of God is that in everything, I'm not supposed to complain. I'm not supposed to be negative about it. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to get myself to a place where I can give him thanks. In it. That's what he wants. And when I, when I give him what he wants, he gives me what I want. Are you listening to me tonight? Say it again. God's will is what God wants. All right. Now, <clears throat> now so there, there are four ways God's will is revealed. Four ways God's will is revealed. Number one, through his word. Through his word. God's will is revealed through his word. If you want to know the will of God, this is one of the ways. I'm going to give you four of them. One of the ways we can know the will of God or the will of God is revealed through his word. Through his word. You can always find the will of God in his word. He spells it out. He makes it clear. You can find his will in his word about how you are to respond to your enemies. That's in his word. What he wants me to do, where my enemies are concerned, that's in his word. I can find, I can find what he wants for me when it comes to my children in his word. I can find out what he wants concerning my finances in his word. I can find out what he wants from me as a son, as a daughter, uh, as a parent, as, as a spouse. I can find all that out where? In his word. See, God has not made his, his will. You know, it, it would be unfair of God to, you know, to, to hide what he wants. To hide what he wants. But he makes it, he makes it clear what he wants. Amen? And I can find it in his word. So the will of God is revealed where? In his word, through his word. Number two, number two. The will of God is revealed through dreams and visions. Through dreams and visions. God will reveal to you his will through dreams and through visions. Now, <clears throat> get this statement. God, who we? God will speak outside of his word, but never against his word. I'm going to say it again. God will speak, what? Outside of his word, but never against his word. See, in other words, God won't violate his word to give you a word. Whatever God has said, whenever God says something to you, whenever God shows you something, is, is always going to be a principle somewhere you can trace it back to the word of God. God doesn't operate independent of his word. Amen. This is the word of God, and, and that's, that's what we live by. But he speaks, God, God will reveal his will, perhaps outside of his word, but never in contradiction to his word, never against his word. Now, let me show you what I mean. 
So number two is what? Through dreams and visions. That God can give you a dream. God can give you a vision and reveal in that dream and in that vision, he can reveal what he wants for you in, in a dream or in a vision. And watch this. And what he wants for you in a dream or a vision may not be nowhere in the scripture. Now, God told me to go to the Arcola Fresno area and start a church. Church was to be Water Restoration Christian Fellowship at that time. Christian Fellowship. And he said, there people can come and receive a word for their restoration. He said, the vision is restoring lives with the word of God. Your assignment is to build me a city, the city of restoration. It's going to be a church that's going to bridge several uh, groups of people, black, white, rich, poor, country, city, and all of them here. Because some of y'all know your country. You know your country, but you're in the right place. But now, but now watch this. But, but watch this, because here's the point. Here's the point to it. You, you, can't, you can't find that in the Bible. You can't find our coal in the Bible. You can't find Fresno in the Bible. You don't find word of restoration in the Bible. You don't find city of restoration in the Bible. But God revealed that. And, and, God, and if God reveals it, see, it's not against his word. It's just outside of the word. But if it's God, God's going to confirm his word with signs follow. And so he's made it all come to pass. Are you listening to me? So he, he reveals his will. So that became what God wanted. It became the will of God, and it was revealed. God's will is revealed through dreams and vision. Now, you know, God gives you a dream. God gives you a dream. He gives you a vision. You know, pray for the interpretation of it. Stop putting pressure on people to tell you what your dream means. You know, I have people ask me, you know, Pastor, I, I, wanna, I just want to share this dream. And, you know, you know I, it, was, it was two frogs. <laughs> and, and, and both of them leaped, but one of them didn't leap as far. And, and so I just want to say, well, you know, can, can you tell me what that means? Listen, you know, what, what you ate last night? What you, what you, you know, depends on what you ate last night. You know, maybe you had too much salt or something. You know, I don't, I don't, don't put that pressure on me. I don't know what your, I don't know what your dream means. You know, because people, you know, people get, you know, they want to tell you, you know, what, what, what you think that means? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Lord wants you to give me a thousand dollars. I mean, that's, that's how I interpret it. <laughs> but God will reveal his will for you. He'll reveal his will for you through dreams and through visions. And he's obligated also to give you the interpretation of that dream and that vision. Number three, through circumstances. God's will is revealed through circumstances. When you go through circumstances, you can find yourself in all kinds of situations. You can be in some, some kind of circumstance, in some kind of challenge. Everything that, that comes, everything that God allows you to go through, somewhere you can find his will in there. It's something in there that God wants. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. It could be painful. It could be very unpleasant, very uncomfortable. It may look like I'm never going to get out. It could be the devil doing it. But somewhere in it, I got to find what God wants. 
Are you listening to me? And, and see, when, you, when you're going through circumstances and you're going through situations, many times we just, we just want out. We, we, just, we just want out. And so we, we just want out. And so therefore, our prayer is centered around just getting out. God get me out. God delivered it. You know, this too shall pass. We, it's just centered around that. But find the will of God in it. Watch this. And when you find the will of God in it, now start praying that. Stop praying to get out and start praying the will of God. Once you find out what God is up to in this, what's going on. See, first of all, in everything, give him thanks. So, so I'm, I'm going to do the will of God. I'm going to do what God wants. I'm going through a very tough situation. It's rough. It's not favorable. Look like all the odds are against me. It looked like it's not going to turn for my good. It looked like this one's going to take me out. But, but what God wants while I'm in it is to give him thanks. So you make up your mind, okay, I'm going to give him thanks in this. Why? Because that's what he wants. That's what he wants. And so I locate the will of God. Okay, God, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, what are you saying? Uh, you, you can't just have me going through this for nothing. Because you said all things work together for the good. So I got to find what God wants in that. And then when I find what God wants in that, I start praying according to that. And if I start praying according to that, God hears me. It's like, okay, God, now they, now they have it. Now they have it. So, so now I'm listening to them. Because first they were just complaining, just trying to get out. Lord, get me out of this. That's what, that's, what, that's what Paul did. The Bible said that Paul had a thorn in his flesh. And he went to God three times about the same thing. God, can you remove this? God, can you change this? God, can you deliver me from this? And then God spoke to him and said, hey, my grace. All this noise, all this ragged. You're just trying to get out. I just want me to remove stuff. Look, man, go on, go through. My grace is sufficient for you. And Paul said, well, oh, my goodness, I didn't know that. He said, well, look, man, I'd rather just chill and give you glory and let the power of Christ rest upon me because when I'm weak, then am I strong. See, see it changed his whole perspective because he understood something while he was going through. God, I don't know why I'm going through this. God, I don't know why I got all these delays. Lord, I don't know why I'm being turned down. Lord, I don't know why I'm, I'm heartbroken again. Yeah. Lord, I don't know why this is going on. But, you know, you, instead of complaining about it, you got to be like Paul and say, oh, man, his grace is sufficient. Yeah. God, I thank you I got grace. I may not have the money to do what I need to do, but I got your grace. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And you start praying according to the will of God. So through circumstances, number four, through opportunities. God reveals his will through opportunities. Through opportunities, he reveals his will. Get this statement. Understanding reinforces the urgency, quickness, and intelligence in seizing opportunities. Understanding reinforces the urgency, quickness, and intelligence in seizing an opportunity. We can miss opportunities that could reveal to us the will of God. But if we lack understanding, we'll miss the opportunity. Had David, had David lacked, had David lacked understanding, you know, he is facing Goliath. And what everybody else saw as an obstacle, as a problem, David saw as an opportunity. He saw as an opportunity and he took Goliath out. 
He took advantage of an opportunity, and he jumped on it. It was an opportunity. Are you listening to me? So the will of God can be revealed through an opportunity. You'd be given an opportunity, and the will of God could be in that. Number five, through ministry gifts and spiritual counsel. Through ministry gifts. Ministry gifts, the apostle, the evangelist, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher. Fivefold ministry gifts. The will of God can be revealed through fivefold ministry gifts. Fivefold ministry gifts can be ministering, preaching, teaching, whatever they're doing, and the will of God for you can be revealed through that. And also through spiritual counsel. Amen. That someone's giving you, giving you counsel, somebody pouring into your life and the will of God. It's, it's like a light bulb can come on and they can say something, not even having all the information about your situation, about your circumstance, but the Spirit of God can have them to say something. And when they say something, you'd be like, whoa, that's it. That's it. I don't need to see you anymore. That's it. I got it. You know, the will of God can be, can be revealed um, through spiritual counsel. Amen? Amen. Now, <clears throat> the second area where there is perpetual lack of understanding is the word of God. The first one is the will of God. The second one is the word of God. We spent some time talking about that, getting an understanding of the Word of God. But go to Acts chapter number 8. Acts chapter number 8. Understanding the Word of God. I mean, yes, the Word of God. Acts chapter 8, verse number 29 says, Then the Spirit of God uh, said, unto, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah, and said, Understand it thou what thou readest? So he's, he's, he's there in this chariot. Uh, he's uh, a, a part, he's a servant to uh, Queen Candace, and he's sitting there reading the word of God. And as he's reading the word of God, then the question comes, do you understand what you're reading? And he responds and says, how can I? Except somebody explain it to me. Except some man guide me. Lead me to a place of understanding. And Philip went. God spoke to Philip. Philip joined himself to that chariot where he was, and Philip brought him to a place of understanding. And so not just hearing the word of God, but actually getting an understanding of the word of God. You can know a lot of scripture, but it's better to understand scripture. Tell your neighbor, I'm not impressed with how much scripture you know. Say, what's impressive is how much scripture you understand. See, you can, you can quote it, but do you, do you understand it? Is it revelation to you? Do you, have an, do you have an understanding? So, because if you don't understand it, you can't use it when you need to. Amen. So the word of God. Number three, I like number three. Number three is the ways of God. The ways of God. The understanding of God's ways come through his word. The understanding of God's ways comes through his word. God is not separate from 
what his word says, nor is he separate from what he does. Everything he does speaks of him. Let me say that again. God is not separate from what his word says, nor is he separate from, from what he does. Everything he does speaks of him. So the ways of God. Go to Psalms 128. Psalms 128 and verse number one. The ways of God. This is one of the, one of the, uh, um, one of the areas where there is a perpetual lack of understanding. The ways of God. Number, number one was what? The will of God. Number two is what? The word of God. Number three, the ways of God. The ways of God. Proverbs, I mean, Psalms 128 and verse number one, it says, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways, that walketh in his ways. Blessed is everyone who fears, reverence, trusts God, and walketh in his ways. How many know it takes trust in God to walk in the ways of God, to follow the ways of God? God orders our steps. Well, it takes trust. You're not, you're not going to... You're not going to take the path or trust the way if you can't trust God who has created the way. All right? So it says, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his way. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. That's in, in, enjoy the labor that comes from your hand. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. It's going to be well with you and I if we follow God's ways. You see that? Following his ways. Again, then, then we have to be able to know what his ways are and have to be able to understand what his ways are. The Living Bible, look at this. Watch what it said. Blessings on all who reverence and trust the Lord. You reverence God? You trust God? Blessings upon you. Look at the latter part of that. He says, on all who obey him, their reward shall be what? Prosperity and have. Okay, I'm wondering why everybody's looking like that. Okay, yeah, well, just, just cut it off. That's all. Just cut it off so y'all can pay attention. Because I'm looking at y'all. You know, I ain't, I ain't, I'm, I'm just reading and, and I keep looking up and they like. Yeah, so just, just cut it off. That's all. Just, just cut it off. Just cut it off. Uh, put a picture of me up there. Just <laughs> Okay, now, so, so let's, let's look at verse number one again. Now, come on, I need y'all be engaged here. Now, Psalms 128, verse 1. 128, verse 1. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord and, and, and that walketh in his way. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with you. So, if I, if I fear God and walk in his ways... I'm going to enjoy the labor that comes from my hands. I'm going to be happy, and it's going to be well with me because I'm walking in the ways of God. Amen? Amen. The Living Bible says blessings on all who revere, I mean who reverence and trust the Lord on all who obey. So do you reverence God? Do you trust God? Do you obey God? Well, it says blessings be upon you. Praise God. It goes on to say, watch this, their reward. Whose reward? Those who reverence God, those who trust God, those who obey God, those who walk in his ways. Their reward 
shall be prosperity and happiness. Isn't that good? Say, I receive my reward for reverencing God, for trusting God, and for obeying God. Say, my reward is prosperity and happiness. That's, that's what we receive as a result of trusting God, reverencing God, obeying God, walking in the ways of God. But see, if I'm going to walk in the way, I have to know the way. And not only do I have to know the way, but I got to understand the way. Amen. The children of Israel, they fooled around in the wilderness for 40 years. And the reason it took them so long in that wilderness is because they didn't know the ways of God. They didn't know the ways of God. The scripture says that God revealed to Moses that God gave Moses his ways. He showed unto Moses his ways, but unto the children of Israel his acts. So the children of Israel, they just knew God's acts. So, so all they were doing is, is living from act to act, from one act to the next act, from one performance to the next performance. But they didn't understand the ways of God. Had they understood the ways of God, it would not have taken them 40 years to get from where they were to where God had promised them. Amen. And they still never made it. Amen. Not that generation, they still never made it. But Moses understood the ways of God and the children of Israel just, just, to act, just seeing God perform, but they never understood the ways of God. Had they understood the ways of God, it would not have taken them that long. From where they were, the Bible says, to where God had promised to take them, the Bible clearly said it was an 11-day travel. 11-day travel, 11 days turns into 40 years because they didn't understand the ways of God. If they would have understood the ways of God, they wouldn't have been complaining, they wouldn't have been murmuring. Had they known that murmuring and complaining was going to cause them to be stuck for 40 years, they probably wouldn't have done it. But they didn't understand the ways of God. They thought God was going to wave their murmuring and just overlook their complaining and their lack of faith and their unbelief in God because the scripture says what kept them out was their unbelief. Had they knew the ways of God, had they known God was a God of faith, but they wouldn't take time to know it. They didn't learn it from Mo Moses. knew the ways of God and Moses loved the children of God. And so Moses would have most definitely taught them the ways of God, but they didn't want to hear from Moses. So therefore, they end up stuck. And so how long have you been stuck? Because you won't take the time to learn the ways of God. You want to do it your way because you think your way is the way. Amen? You think Jesus is one of the ways and you the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Now, Jesus is the way. God has a way. God has a way of blessing you. God has a way. And so we have to know the ways of God. So here's a spiritual truth, and it's this. Keeping the ways of God is the pathway to the blessings of God. Keeping the ways of God is the pathway to the blessings of God. Go to Psalm 95 and 10, and we'll see what I just finished talking about. Psalms 95 and verse number 10. The ways of God. Well, pastor, you know, the Bible say, you know, you know, our ways are not God's ways. So, you know, God has his way and we have our way. 
That's why the Bible said, uh, let, let that man forsake his way. Forsake his. Why are you forsaking yours? So you can get his. Amen? We want his way. What's God's way? Psalms 95 and 10. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their heart and they have not known my ways. Forty years. I was grieved. Grief is always associated with loss. So God, he, he lost the opportunity to be a blessing to them because of their grieving, because of their complaining, because of their murmuring and speaking against the leader that God did give them. Amen. Amen. So they end up stuck for 40 years. So you know what? If, if, they, if they had been in this wilderness for 40 years, then what that means is, Austin, that, that they were giving birth to children. They were raising children. And so if mom and dad ain't doing nothing but complaining and murmuring, what you think little kids doing? Why? They got it from their mama. They didn't get it from their father. I, I forgot what scripture that was. They got it from their mama. But just think about it. So, so they, are, they, are, they are raising children complaining. They are rearing children murmuring about God. And the Bible said they became discouraged because of the way. Because of the way. They got discouraged. So they thought if, if, we, if we murmur, God will move. God wouldn't do anything. He provided for them. But they never had the promise of God. Watch that. They, they got the provision of God, but they never got the promise of God. They got the provision. God didn't let them starve in the wilderness. He gave them provision. He took care of them. But they never got to a place of overflow because that's where they were going, to a place of overflow, a land wherein they lacked nothing. They was going to a place where there was no lack. They wasn't in a place where there was no lack. They always had enough, but they never had overflow because murmuring and complaining and unbelief, it keeps you out of overflow. You know, God will take care of you because that's his nature as a father. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 24 and 4, I mean, excuse me, Psalms 24 and 4. Psalms 24 and 4, watch this. We'll read this one. <clears throat> this is a very a, a great scripture here. It's a great place to end tonight. Look what it says. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Yes. Show me. Oh, no, no. Psalm 25. Psalm 25. That's a good scripture too. <laughs> but that's not, that's not the one, one we want though. Psalms 25 and 4. 25 and 4. Ready? Read. Read it again. Read it again. Read it one more time. Show me ways, o 
Just read verse 5. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait. Verse 9, that same 25th verse 9, the New Living Translation says this. He leads the humble, he leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. Teaching them his way. You ask God to teach you his way. Show me your way. Teach me your path. Lead me in truth and teach me. Here's the key to allowing God or letting God teach you. Here's the key. One word, one word to letting God teach you. Humility. Humility. It's hard, it's difficult, it's difficult to, oh, listen to this. It's difficult to be taught when you're not teachable. Watch this. And it's harder to learn when you think you already know. <laughs> I like that. Hey! <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you supposed to say Shabbat on the end of that. <laughs> it's difficult. Humility. Humbling yourself. So you can, so you, if you want him to teach you, you have to humble yourself. And if you humble yourself, you humble, humble yourself, humble yourself, he can, he can teach you. But it's hard for God to teach you when you think you know. And if you're not, if you're not, if you're not teachable, let's read it again, and I'm, I'm done. Let's read it one more time, though. Put it back up, verse, uh, go back to the, uh, to the first one we looked at, four and five. Four and five, all right, read it again, ready to read. Show me that way. Now, now watch this. So if, if he's going to, watch this. When he shows you his way, because you, you said, show me your way. When he shows you his way, watch this, it's not going to look like yours. It's not going to look like yours. Yours is going to look like this, and, and God's going to look like this. It's not going to look like yours. Show me. Now, now watch that. There's a way that seemed right to a man. But the end is, is destruction. The end is death. And, and watch this. And you don't know it till you get to the end. You can survive it till you get to the end. The end is where the destruction is. Amen. And so he said, he said show, show, me, show me your way, Lord, and, and, and teach me your path. And then he says, lead me. And that's what he wants to do. But we have to humble ourselves. Are you ready to humble yourself? Yeah. Do you really want God to teach you? So you got to become a student of God. We, we have, we have, we, we have, we have sons of God. Uh, children of God, people of God, but we need some students of God. 
those who are willing to sit at the feet of God and actually allow God to teach them. Amen. Amen. So that, that means I have to say to God, God, I don't know the way. I don't, I don't, I don't know the way. <laughs> and, and which is the importance of following God. Knowing if you're following somebody, they know the way. So there's a reason we follow God and God don't follow us. <laughs> Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand for the word tonight. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, 